what is going on, everybody? You're tuned into another episode of Styles and Driss. And uh, it is Saturday, March 12th. I believe it is the 12th. March 12th. We're very close to St. Patty's Day. St. Patrick's Day. Where everyone's Irish. And I am offended. You're offended by the Irishness? I'm offended by everything in, in life and in dance. And, you know, my pronouns are offended. <laughs> so, you know, uh, yeah, you can't do this and you can't do that because I am offended. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so screw you because, yeah, I'm offended. Okay. Well, I'm rubber. You're glue. <laughs> yeah. Whatever yeah. you yeah. say to me yeah. b- bounces off of yeah. me and sticks to you yeah forget learning how to dance and be a good dancer because i'm offended yeah so yeah. I, you know i i just want to get my black belt without actually having to earn well did i mention something no i'm offended you're offended okay yeah. great <laughs> <laughs> so uh that that ladies and gentlemen is uh where dance is at today yeah there's a bunch of offended motherfuckers <laughs> yeah it's like okay well you know keep wasting time being offended it's not going to make your dance or your um your progress go forward all, all hey. you're going to basically doing is just be like sitting in neutral spinning your wheels which is a waste hey um, i'm offended so pay me yeah exactly <laughs> you know <laughs> oh yeah I just, oh, Lord. yeah i'm i'm definitely uh, i'm there i'm i'm going i'm digging deep into that shit yeah because you know like it's just Jeez, no wonder why I don't really fucking fuck around so much anymore with this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, on to the next. On to the next. It's a beautiful day. Yes. It's, it's nice sunny. and sunny. It's going to be in the 50s here in Minnesota starting next week, mm-hmm. which means there's a number of outdoor activities that are going to be coming into play, which means I won't be dancing as much. Because I don't give a fuck, mm-hmm. shit or damn, mm-hmm. as one of my old uh, former friends, oops, did I say that? Old friends, Soul Rain, says, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit, damn, or I don't give a fuck, shit, or damn, shit, or fuck. Damn, shit, fuck, or fuck. shit, or damn. Have a good life. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah. But, um, no, I'm just kidding. I'll still be dancing. Yeah. Because, you know, I have no choice. Right. Well, I do have a choice, but it's not very professional it's not very pro-choice <laughs> oops yeah no yeah i have a choice yeah um you you choose to dance because you want to and because it's fun for you as yeah. opposed to you have to in order to maintain your street cred yeah or any of the nonsense you know, it's um so one of my crewmates shout out to james stilla um from the bright cops uh, he says that look, I'm just dancing to live. Mm-hmm. So it says I could survive, so I could you know breathe and be healthy, right? You know, and I can't even think of how simple it how it doesn't get any simpler than that, right? Right, right. So cut out the bullshit, cut out all the extra shit that fucks everything up and that makes this wonderful thing that we call dance mm-hmm. so complicated, right? You know, <laughs> like, well, it it reminds me of. Um, did you ever see the movie Mr. Baseball? No. Uh, it's a really good movie. You should check it out. But it's uh, Tom Selleck is a guy who gets cut from the major leagues uh, after hitting a real bad slump. So he goes to Japan and plays in um, the Japanese baseball league, and he kind of brings. There's like a clash of cultures, of course, because that's like you know part of the the crux of the story. That's like his character arc. And one of the big uh, debates that he has is with the coach, where he's like, the the coach is always like speaking through a translator to him and saying like, you know, you're bringing like dishonor and disgrace to this team. And he's like, baseball's a game. Games are supposed to be fun. You know, like he, he he's bringing like a, you know, like just take it easy, lighten up a little bit. And then because of that, he also has to start like learning and adapting and assimilating to the Japanese way because he was so cavalier and just so like not giving a shit and just like living on the road and going from hotel to hotel and from, you know, um, groupie to groupie and all that stuff. Now he's in a place where he is really like 
the magnifying glass is on him too. And he realizes that like part of his slump is because of the fact that he kind of like lost his way in the appreciation of the game. And then like his coach kind of brings that up to him and says like, Hey, I think you still have a lot of potential. It's just that you don't train. You got a bad knee. You complain about it. All you ever do is wait for batting practice and all this other kind of shit. But you don't really apply yourself the way that I think that you like, you know, you truly have like a lot of ability still. You still have a couple of good seasons left. And he uh he ends up like meeting this um this one uh uh woman who is like kind of bringing him into understanding more of like the japanese way as opposed to saying like submit to this it's more like accept you know just accept things and and deal with them and it starts to get to a point where he starts to lighten up a little bit as well well a lot of it and he turns his career around and he starts to like the the coach that he has has uh, a league record that hasn't been beat since like the 1960s. And now uh, Tom Selleck's character is like creeping up on getting his record. Like he's going to beat it. And, you know, it just kind of tells you that like a lot of times we get so caught up, we forget, you know, the purpose of, of dance and the purpose of like these various uh, manifestations of folk art, you know, whether it's like graph or rhyming or you know, dance or, or making music. We forget that this is like fun, right? Yeah. I think, um, it, or it should be fun. I mean, yeah, I feel like people just over, they overcomplicate it with so many issues. They yeah. bring so many issues into it yeah. and which has nothing to really do right. with it. Now I'm not going to say that, you know, there are no issues mm-hmm. within what we do, but mm-hmm. Look, at the end of the day, can a guy just ner- or can a guy or a girl or you know whatever you identify as non-gender specific? Yeah, can can a person just geek out about the move? Right. About the dance? Right. You know, can't somebody just do that? Mm-hmm. Is that wrong? <laughs> and and I think it 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 gets it only gets wrong because now what you're doing is if you're dancing for other people, you're dancing for other people's expectations. So if somebody has something set up in their mind where they say, well, yeah, but all you care about is house dancing, but you don't worry about, you know, what's going on with, um, you know, these people over in the Congo or something. It's like, well, yes and no, because what is, when I'm in the circle, do the people in the Congo give a fuck about what I'm doing in at house proud? No, no, they, they're, they're not even aware of it. Are they bad too? Because they're not aware of the trials and tribulations of what a house dancer in America is going through. Absolutely, no. Not, no. But it, and it doesn't mean that you thumb your nose at it and ignore things like that. But you go like, there's a time and a place for everything. So it's like, um, case in point, man. When we went to House Proud uh, last week, shout out to everybody that came out because there there was a vibe there that hasn't been there in a very long time. Part of it, I know, was because of the the release of a lot of restrictions, and also it was the participation of people that were hungry to feel outside of the simulacra of practice. They were like, this is what you guys were talking about? I'm like, yeah, like on a very minor level, mm-hmm. this is what we're talking about. I mean, you even brought up a beautiful point to, um, uh, to Sun Eater when you were like, now picture if you were in New York, there wouldn't just be one cipher. There'd be like 30 all going on simultaneously with all heavy hitters, right? Everybody comes out here to dance, not spectate and watch the DJ and agree and play on their phone and, you know, jerk off and everything. But they actually came in out here to put in work and honor the DJ by moving their body. Well, the best part you know? about that is, uh, for those of you who don't know, Sun Eater is Mike. Yeah. You know, if, if you're here in the scene of Minnesota and you're like, who the fuck is Sun Eater? Because mm-hmm. we all know him as Mike. Mike is from New York. Yep. And... There's not a time where he just where he verbally tells me that man I keep shooting myself in the foot because yeah. I am from New York I grew up in New York and right. and literally it was all there for me all yeah. along and yep. I'm just getting it here right and I and I tell him like yeah dude so whenever you go back home try and find a party yeah and try and you know get into the swing of things because I because look our parties here are great mm-hmm. I love everyone that throws them that puts in the effort to you know mm-hmm. keep the culture alive. Mm-hmm. But in terms of dance, it's it's not gonna. There's no, the caliber doesn't reach like New York or even the Bay Area yeah. or, you know, and the the caliber just doesn't reach it, you right. know, because 
it's just how it is, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why traveling comes into play when yeah. you can. Uh, and, it, and it's it's a Wizard of Oz situation, right? Yeah. Like, you're not really going to know and appreciate the value of home until you leave home. Right. And then you start to go on those adventures. You get that, uh, like, the mm-hmm. Joseph Campbell's uh, heroic journey, right? Like, you, you get called to high adventure, and you rediscover yourself. Because once you finally, like, get to that point... You realize you were the same person you were when you left. It was just that now your perspective is slightly changed. Mm-hmm. And now you can appreciate, you know, the quiet of being at home, but also the the buzz of getting ready to go out on a Friday night and get down with people and, like, connect. I mean, the – and I'm sorry to cut you off. I, I realize that I just did that. I apologize um, just to get my point out there. But it's just, like, we all got to, like – you know, appreciate each other's company aside from like practicing where it's kind of like you're getting together and like doing homework, you know, like we went out, we actually like applied everything that we practice right there in real time. We got to feel and experience the music. Everyone was like just throwing, you know, um, you know, their, their heart and their soul into the cipher. And that's really where the purity, that's where the truth is for the cipher. And everyone was involved. That was the coolest part about it. It was like, even the people that didn't really feel like dancing, it's like, we would kind of give them a look like, you should get in here right now because I don't want you to say, okay, well, I'm not ready yet. Bullshit. Get in. You know, even if you fucking do a two-step, get in, make Mm -hmm. your mark, please. And once people started doing that, the ice started to melt. And eventually we went from like hardly having any space to we were commanding a, a cipher and that's how they organically will um build is you you got to just you got to make a scene in order to have a scene right you got to start doing something and then somebody else has hey i want to play too and they jump in and then somebody else jumps in and somebody <coughs> else jumps in and then it's you know and we kept the ball rolling so mm-hmm. but yeah yeah let me ask you something so where do you feel like you are with dance right now where where's, I- where's your state of mind with with your dance right now I feel tech like technically wise, like as whatever. far as like, like whatever. Like, when I'm, I'm just, I'm getting to that. Um, like technically, I always feel like I can do better. There's always room for improvement, um, especially when it comes down to physical fitness. I um, want to improve and get better on that. Uh, especially like losing weight is a is a goal that I'm uh, setting for myself. Um, when it comes back to Old turnstile um, from like, you know, 10 plus years ago. I'm really happy with the fact that I've fallen in love with dance again. Because before that, I was very frustrated because I wasn't um, getting opportunities. And I wasn't, I always felt like I was never really taken seriously. I was always like on the back burner. And then I realized that it was because I was looking outside of myself too much. I was waiting for other people to give me the gold star or to like let me into VIP or anything else rather than just dancing for the sake of dancing sake. And if someone recognizes that and says, Hey, I like what you're doing. Would you like to come out and do this? Oh, wow. There you go. An opportunity. DJing is going on like that right now where when I wanted to book gigs, nobody would touch me with a 10 foot pole. And now that I just play for fun, I'm, I got like all this shit lined up for the spring and um, possibly the summer and it all just organically happened because of the fact that I was just like, well, if there's nothing going on, there's no clubs, there's nothing, then that doesn't stop me from loving music and mixing. So I kept that sword sharp. And then when I got an opportunity to do like a small gig where it wasn't even a, really like an audience, it was just people that work in an establishment, that reignited that fire and um the guy who uh gave me that uh that opportunity said hey not only do i want you to come back but i also got some plans so uh stay tuned folks because we'll we'll start dropping that shit once that actually goes underway but um he also passed on my name to other people he referred me and now they're going to be reaching out to me and i realized that um if i try too hard to play the politics of the music and uh, dance scene, then that kind of puts you in a corner and it gives you a, a serious disadvantage. But if you just make yourself like ready and like in shape, then you can get a call tomorrow and say, Hey, guess what? Somebody just dropped out. You know, would you be able to fight? You know? And you're like, yep, I'm ready to go. 
as opposed to being like, well, you know, I was sitting around thinking about it for a while, but, you know, I, I figured there was no point because no one was asking me to gig. And the same thing with, like, dance, too. I just said, you know what, man, I, I just got to do it for me. And once I do it for me, then if I travel and I go to Blueprint or I go overseas or I go to New York or I go here or there, then I'm just dancing for me. And just I just want to go out there to have a good time, to build with people, reconnect with people that I haven't seen forever, and also make new friends and have new adventures and new opportunities. And that's all you can do is just be completely present within yourself and not try to think of like, you know, oh, yeah, but my goal is to become some sort of like ordained champion and like, you know, um, have all these accolades and stuff. It's like that, that shit will come and go. But if you're just doing it for the love of it and for the purity of it, then you're never going to get burnt out the way that a lot of us do. You know, we get cynical because I think we get caught up in too many other people's ideas and shit and their baggage. And we don't just, you know, kind of say, all right, cool. If, If that's what you think, or that's what you feel, or that's what you believe that you're entitled to that. But right now in the cipher, we don't get to hear what everybody else is saying. We just get to watch movement and we get to respond to that movement. So whatever that shit is, you know, doesn't exist. It's just in the here and the now. How do you dance? How do you move? And how are we going to exchange through movement? So that's my philosophical aspiration. Mm. How about you, Lash LaRue? Lash LaRue? The hell's that? He was the guy that predated uh, Zorro. He was a, an, oh, old, an old an uh, old 1930s that's kinda, serial. That's kind of yeah. That's kind of funny how you mentioned that because I was just skimming through Netflix and I saw the Mask of Zorro was on there. Yeah, um, probably one of the best action films, like hands down. It's like yeah. a, such a complete action film. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, um, man, dance for me lately mm-hmm. is just all about push. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to be doing the mixtape I'm mm-hmm. going to be performing in it not as a choreographer but just as a, like um I don't know what do you want to call it whatever extra backup dancer I don't fucking know I'm basically going to be in a piece mm-hmm. for with Jason and which now puts my schedule my dance schedule to two a days because mm-hmm. well temporarily two a days because what on Thursdays we have rehearsal and then we have session afterwards mm-hmm. and these rehearsals are tough right uh, Jason is a Man, his pieces are fucking crazy. Right, like they're they're tough for me. Maybe to like a professional dancer, you know, one that's like full blown like professional, like they do it on a full time basis. Maybe it'll be a breeze for them. But for a guy like me that's been in the game for twenty years, yeah. over twenty years, and that has you know gone through some crazy shit in terms of dance wise, like it's kind of tough. Yeah. So, but look, I'm doing it anyways, and. You know, I, I'm liking it a lot because right. then now when I get the session, I have like the second wind that I have to fucking like get out. Right. So now lately, it's just been all about push. And look, I I do have goals in dance. You know, like to the point where like yeah, eventually, a goal of mine is to make it to that top twenty in house dance forever. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty fun. Yeah. You know, like do I really give a shit of what kind of status they'll give me? Give me not really. But it'll show me, and kind of like how you mentioned, you know, when you do it for yourself, it'll show me that I literally am one of the best in mm-hmm. the world yeah. to do it because I made it to that to that platform. Yeah, um, I do have a goal of you know making it to the finals, which I almost did mm-hmm. at Blueprint, mm-hmm. you know, or even fucking winning the event because right. it'll show me that oh shit, I am one of the best. Yeah. in the U.S. to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing wrong to have a goal to have goals in terms of like you know com- competition wise just so as long as you know you're in agreement with yourself mm-hmm. when it comes down to it rather than like what people will think about you right and yeah like i totally get it like i think that if you keep on thinking about what others and if you're always seeking for approval from others mm-hmm. like it's just gonna put a it's it's gonna overcomplicate it yep you know and Everyone knows how I am. I'm like a guy that likes to simplify everything that I fucking do. Right. So when, and, and like, I hate it when, like, even my own friends, like you guys, when you guys overcomplicate shit for yourselves, I'm like, and you've heard me say this to you plenty of times, like, stop overcomplicating it. Just fucking mm-hmm. sim- simplify it. You yep. know, like, keep it simple, like, stupid. The, the minute you, like, add all these, like, spider webs into it, well, fuck. <laughs> now you're going to find yourself stuck into yep. that web rather than. Just breaking it through like a paper, like a toilet paper barrier, just breaking right through right. that bitch. You know what I mean? It's going to get sticky from there. So, mm-hmm. like, that's one thing that I always do 
with everything that I fucking do in life, whether it be real estate, golf, mm-hmm. dance, talking to people. Um, I'm just I'm just a very A B kind of guy, yeah. You know, and I don't know. I don't. I, maybe that to some people that might be a very boring way to live your life, but at the end of the day, whatever works works, right? You know what I mean. And if if that's how it's got to go, then that's how it's going to go. Yeah. So that's what dance has been to me lately. It's just look, I'm just going to push myself to do what I can. Period. Mm-hmm. Like. I'm going to enjoy it for what it is and nerd out about it and um, do my best to acknowledge all the bullshit that's happening mm-hmm. within the dance community. I'm going to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm listening. I'm mm-hmm. hearing everything that's going on in right. the community. But it's a matter of will I give it my energy? Yeah, absolutely. You know, like if you want me to give you my energy, then come at me. Right. You know, come at me personally like this is uh, this is the minnesota i'm talking to the minnesota scene mm-hmm. if any of you guys ever even really listen to this podcast i don't right. know but if you if you want me to chime in call me out right and i will give you my energy but look you call out my friends you call out all these people you call out one another right because i'm I, honestly last time i checked i feel like i get along with everyone in the community here. right so when you call out one another because to me that's what it is like because Again, I'm friends with that. I feel like I'm cool with everyone here. Right. It's just a waste of time. Mm-hmm. You know, and we were having this conversation right before we hit the fucking record button. And it's like, if you're going to call someone out, well, better yet, why waste your time calling someone out on social media? Why don't you just talk to them? Yeah. Hit them up. Have a, right. have a conversation with them. Right. Like, what's the point? Right. <laughs> like, I get it. You know, social media is a tool. Mm-hmm. But just know that there's, what? repercussions yeah to that shit <laughs> i mean if you don't if you don't wield a tool responsibly it's easy to you know either do damage to the thing that you're trying to build or hurt other people around you uh case in point um that one guy that was on the uh the uh, minnesota house dance um thread who you know like it, it was it was just like it was a clusterfuck of of misunderstanding and ignorance that kind of built into this thing of him. Like, you know, you, you put up footage of a dancer who's not even from Minnesota, you know, she's from Switzerland or uh, someplace in Europe. Right. And he decided to chime in and criticize Minnesota dancers and say, that's the problem with you, Minnesota guys and da, 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 and all this other shit. So look, look, let me, let me, let me go ahead and just really like dig, dig into that. Yeah. So, I post the footage mm-hmm. of one of my friends, Nalita, yep. from Switzerland, mm-hmm. and it's her fucking dancing to mm-hmm. Afro House, my name. Right, add. Afro House. <laughs> and this dude, who is not from Minnesota, right. who just lives here, comes mm-hmm. in and says, hey, do you guys ever dance to real house music yeah. here in Minnesota? And I'm like, so at first, you know, I'm kind of like, okay, who the fuck are you? Right. But I'm not going to give you my time. Right. Zach comes in, who's part of the community. Zach comes in, he's like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, you guys never really danced to house music, like real house music and stuff. And I'm from Chicago where we get real house music. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I come in and I said, you know, and, I, and I'll bet I was being a smart ass about it. But at the same time, I was, I was being a little genuine too. Right. Where I'm like, please educate us. Right. <laughs> Enlighten us is what I said. And then, you know, obviously this person got really mad about that. <laughs> I'm like... And then he throws his ace down and says, yeah. you know, oh, Deep House is where it's at. It's like, it, you say you're from Chicago, but when you say Deep House, that's that that can be, that's such a broad term. Look, and also, that's not Chicago, yeah, like yeah. native Chicago yeah, house. Yeah. So anyways, basically, he gets all riled up and mm-hmm. then brings race into this. Right. <laughs> saying whatever the, whatever the hell Ozzy is. You know, like I wouldn't expect him or any Asians or whatever the hell Ozzy is to know how this yeah, works. Right. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> Great. Cool. And so, you, so you know every fucking thing out there. Okay. And, um, and then he, he decided to go back and do a reference check and check your bona fides and somebody must have schooled him because then he was all kissing your ass. No, no, no. It was, wasn't he? No, it was, it was not kissing my ass. It was more, well, I don't know, he started liking much of my shit all of a sudden. Right. But it was more so, it went to the point where he was like, 
we are, you know, his his last words, and this is this is where I just like went all in. Not mm-hmm. really went all in, but I kind of I did a Minnesota. You know, right. I did a Minnesota tactic where I passively jabbed him right. with some of my credentials. Not all of them, but mm-hmm. some of them, yep. which aren't really that big of a deal anyways. And I, I literally – so his when his last words that triggered me to do it was, we are not the same. <laughs> and I said, I agree. We are not the fucking same. Mm-hmm. However, this is my friend who is from Switzerland who is dancing to Afro House. Yep. And one thing I've noticed from traveling overseas – and dancing with a lot of house dancers is that they love to dance the Afro house. Yep. That's just one thing I've noticed. Right. And, you know, and after that, he didn't fucking respond. Right. And I'm like, toodaloo, motherfucker. Well, and it, I mean, I always use this quote, but it, it goes back to that African proverb of always be wary of the person who points a finger because they've got three fingers pointing directly back at them. And that makes people uncomfortable. Because you have to you have to honestly really think about it and say, like, if I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to open my trap on something publicly, then I better be ready for any and all kinds of blowback. Because I might, like, run my mouth off to you and go, well, what the fuck do you know about anything? You can't teach me anything. And maybe I've never even left Chicago. and Or the furthest that I've ever been outside of Chicago is moving to Minneapolis or what have you. And you go, you know, well, you know. And then someone goes, dude, do you realize that person actually went to, like, Jistibu and they went here and they did this and they did House Dance Forever, Summer Dance Forever. They've gone there and this. And you go, oh, my God. And it's like because you're a a general that doesn't rock your medals on the front of your fucking chest. You just go out there into the, the battlefield and you do your business and you let the work speak for itself. And when people do this, this this goes back to kind of the main point where it's like there's so many people that want to be critical and they want to, um, with social media, it's such a masturbatory pursuit to sit here and just argue about movies and music and um, and dance and this and that and this and this. And I'm like, fuck all that noise. Work on your craft. You know, do you think Jay Dilla would have wasted his fucking time on a message board thread? You know, jibber jabbering about like samples and this and this and this with other people. No, he just fucking made a, like five lifetimes worth of work. And then when his life, um, unfortunately, um, was cut short, it was like there's people that are still alive to this day that don't even have a tenth of his his archive. No, he spent most of his he spent all of his time making timeless shit. Yeah, you know and. Uh, and honestly, I feel like that's how a lot of dancers should approach right. their dance. Is like absolutely. Look, uh, not saying that you can't talk about things, you can't debate about things, you can't yeah. have you know like an context or, or an opinion or you know have whatever. But look, man, at the end of the day, can we just dance? Yeah, I mean, can we just do that? You don't. And at the end of the day, can you just let people dance? Right. And it's that's the thing that like, and, and the funny part is like he was quick to point out your differences rather than agreeing on the similarities, right? And and saying like, oh, well, maybe um, maybe I misspoke about that and I probably should have done my research, um, you know, I apologize, or like slide up in your DMs and like talk to you directly and go, hey, listen, you know what? I think I was out of pocket there, you know, and well, I apologize. But, and because the thing, at the end of the day, we all love house, right? It's like he he's not some heavy metal guy that's getting on here telling us that you know we're dancing to a bunch of fucking electronic bullshit or anything like that. You know he's supposed to be like into house. So anybody who's into house, I'm immediately going to be like, hey, I've already got a toehold with you. I've got something that I have in common with you. So I want to know more about you, and I want to know about your differences, and I want to hear your opinion. But at the same time, if you're going to go ahead and start, you know. Uh, t- trying to like tell me where the bear shit in the buckwheat and like say okay so I'm right and no matter what you fucking think or say or do you're always wrong you're always in contempt it's like you're not really giving uh, just like with dance right it's like now it's a battle mentality as opposed to a cipher mentality where we're vibing we have the exchange because you know you might be the better dancer but because I was participating with you and I kept the ball rolling you had more fun you know because you were like yo you don't give a shit that I'm, you know, some well-seasoned dancer. You just came in and just ciphered with me. And all these other cowards were all sitting back here. These really good dancers didn't want to fucking come in because they didn't want that smoke. But you came in with a brave face and an open heart, and you were willing to exchange. And now, guess what? I just made a new friend. 
And yeah. in fact, I'm going to help you with your footwork. Or they, if you have any questions, hit me up. They didn't oversimp. They didn't like right. complicate it. You know, they just right. fucking danced. Right. And dude, that's really that's all it is. That's the fucking key. Right. It's that's that's the that's the recipe. Right. It's just fucking dance. Right. Like what the fuck? Are, like, are you fucking kidding me? You know like, but- why? Why go through all this shit? Like, why? Why stress yourself out? Mm-hmm. You know why? What's the point? Like, do you want? Maybe you do want to live like this, right? I don't fucking know. Turns out the guy that went off and then went to see his house dance page, he's he's just a fucking asshole. Period. Right? Because he wasn't just up my ass; he was up other people's asses too. Yeah, and he went up the wrong one yeah. as also. <laughs> so, yeah. so it wasn't me that that pretty much silenced his ass. It was someone uh-huh. else. Right. And it's just stupid. And hell yeah, I fucking kicked him out of the house dance. Yeah. house dance page. I gladly right. took his took him out of there. Fuck that. You right. Know, you don't need that toxicity and that shit. Absolutely. Fuck all that shit. I don't give a fuck if he says, hey, Ozzy kicked me out, blah, blah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. The fuck you mean? You, <laughs> so you're going to come over to my party and not wipe your the shit off of your shoes at my welcome mat. Yeah. That already shows that you completely neglect and disregard um, and have like no respect for the person that you're coming in to um, hang out with. You know, if I ever go over to someone's house, I mean, this is something that my folks taught me a long time ago, was like... Is that anybody that you're you're going to visit? You assume that we're like right on your your shoulder. We're watching you the entire time. So whatever you do is going to be a reflection upon us. So if you come out here and you act like a fuck ass, guess what? That kid's parents are going to be like, you know what? I'm, I'm never gonna don't ever let uh, you know Turnstile come over again because he was rude and he was obnoxious. He went into the fridge uh, without asking. He fucking you know left shit all over the place the the house was in, in a mess and this and that and the other you know it's just like who the fuck are his parents how was he brought up you know because that means that it's the reflection of of his folks and my folks were always like remember that you any any time that you walk out of our house you're an ambassador to us and i think people lose sight of that because they 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 want to go out and they want to be they want to be like the, the they want to be like the king you know they want to rule they want to show people they want to signal that they know more about this that and the other than other people as opposed to going out to a party and getting to know people and hang out and then get someone says hey you know what we had a really good time with you please come back there's going to be another party in like 2 weeks from now and because you didn't steal shit you didn't break shit you didn't act like an asshole you didn't drink up all the beer you you know, put back whatever you took. You said, hey, man, you know, I know that, you know, this party was not for free. So here, can I give you guys a tenner and, you know, you know, to cover food or, or drinks or whatever? That shows that you've got a lot of character and a lot of respect. And I think that if everybody was to have that same mentality at once, there'd be a better exchange. And then even when you do have a difference of opinions or beliefs, we can all sit down and have a conversation like adults about these things. But at the same time, you know, it's like you want to go to the party and you want to dance. So do that. Don't stand on the edge of the cipher and just talk mad shit. You know, because that also clearly shows to the, the real dancers that you are um, you're like the equivalent of like a heckler at a comedy club, right? You're paying money to go sit down to listen to someone talk and then you want to talk. Mm-hmm. It's like get the fuck out, yeah. You know, or get up, go to an open mic and and do do your thing and build your act. And of course, those people lack talent. So when they get up there, of course, they're gonna bomb miserably. Shit their pants. You know, they're gonna you know choke on a fucking thousand dicks when they get up on stage, and then they turn around and say, "Wow, this is some hard fucking shit." So I guess that stand up really, you know, that that takes a lot of courage. That takes because they do that over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. So. This is, again, a a thing that, like, the dance community, I think, really needs to take serious, like, inventory of is if you're doing this for how other people are going to look at you and how other people are going to approve of you, you're kind of doing this for the wrong reasons. Yeah. I mean, look, at the end of the day, if you want to address something, why don't you go straight to the source? Mm Mm-hmm. And if you can't get straight to the source, i.e. if it's like a fucking corporation that you're trying to call right. out, 
then sure, maybe social media is the way to go mm-hmm. because you want to bring attention to others because you can't go straight to the source. Right. But if it's someone that you personally know yeah. or someone that you know you can get a hold of mm-hmm. via a private message yep. or what have you, then why don't you just talk to them? Right. And if they're not giving you the time of day, if they are being a fucking asshole, which I highly doubt a lot of people are here in Minnesota, mm-hmm. if they're being a fucking prick, hold on to your receipts and then go to town. Right. But if you know that there's a civilized conversation that you can have mm-hmm. one-on-one, why don't you exercise that? Right. Like, what's the point? What's the point? Really? Like, how do you know mm-hmm. that? W- how do you know that your assumptions are are literally correct? Right. Like, shouldn't you just verify something first? Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I mean, it. You know, I, I think of the metaphor of the way that we handle stuff in school all the time as a as a big example of it, right? Where a person says, oh, somebody's bullying you. So what you do is you stuff it all inside and then you go and you talk to a teacher or to a guidance counselor or you like you try to go through the system. Now, the problem is on paper that works, right? Like through the administration, it's like, oh, we got a documentation that this person said this to you and it hurt your feelings. And now you do da 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 da. But that doesn't stop um, Johnny Football from fucking with you via social media or catching you when you're at the local gas station and beating the shit out of you. So you have to be able to take it to another level without it, um, uh, you know, flaming into something that can't be controlled. So what's the, the most logical option? You confront the bully, right? Somebody says something or does something out of pocket, you go ahead and maybe you have to do it in front of a crowd, but also sometimes you can do that like when they're by the locker. And you walk up and you go, hey, man, you know, you fucking dissed me in science class and you made me feel like a piece of shit. Why did you feel the need to do that? And now he's he doesn't have a crowd anymore, right? He doesn't have anybody that can show his ass for. And you look at that person dead in their fucking eyes and you say, okay, you might be able to kick my ass, but on this matter, I will not be moved. You disrespected me and I don't appreciate that. And the person goes, um, um, and if they can't come up with a good, you know, um, logical banter back it's like you already called them out because you're like oh you're a fucking coward and you need a crowd in order to show um that you're better than what you really are you know you're actually a fucking loser you're a joke Mm -hmm. and you do this to make yourself feel strong so shame on you and if you ever do this to me again i don't give a fuck if you beat the shit out of me 10 times over i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna have a goddamn meltdown right in front of you and i'm gonna beat your head in with a science book if i need to or do whatever i gotta do to assert my place to say, you know what, you can say whatever the fuck you want to me, but do not cross this line. And typically what that usually does is that puts a person into a place where they go, wow, this person went all wildcat on me and I don't want to fuck with that person anymore. But the problem is that when you go around on these, like these outside channels, now that kid has a focal point. They have a, a cause. They have a crusade now. They're like, oh, yeah, that fucking pussy went ahead and like talked to the teachers and knocked me out because they're just a little fucking bitch. So what do they do? They crank it up another notch. And now that bullying goes for years until eventually, you know, you do something like self-harm or you try to like act out towards others or you carry that psychosis into your uh, college and professional work life to now where you're in a position of power and authority and you start going after people that you perceive to be bullies as opposed to again sitting down and talking with a person and dealing with the uh the, the the little like the match before it becomes this total fucking block fire but that takes it, it takes courage it takes character it takes reflection it takes um the ability to see within yourself this is this is a big thing that i learned um you know, when I overcame uh, bullies in my school, uh, was I had to see myself in them. And once I saw that, I realized I was just like, "Oh, you're you're fucking scared. You're terrified." I mean, there were there were guys on my bus. Um, we used to get bused. Middle schoolers and high schoolers were on the same bus, which was nuts because you know that's like two completely different worlds, right? So you just think a bunch of like little sixth graders, you know, laughing, jumping, carrying on and stuff. And then all these like angry, you know, 16, 17 year olds who are like partially drunk on, in the back of the bus that just fucking hate life. And these kids are just like 
annoying the shit out of them. So it was just a matter of time before these Tinder boxes would just go up. And I remember uh, one guy in particular where um, he got off the bus one day and I watched him like walk to his house and his dad was all like disheveled, like opened up the door, looked like he just, you know, woke up. And as soon as he walked in the house, he fucking slapped him like hard in the back of the head. And I don't mean like, like, you know, like a little smack, like, what do you think you're, no, I mean like he, he damn near like concussed him. Right. And then he like shuts the door and you could tell as soon as he shut that other door, he was going to kick his ass. And the next day he gets on the bus and he fucking hated the world. I mean, you could just feel it and the tension was there. And what that did was that created a different level of empathy for me because I was like, okay, so now I understand why you're doing what you're doing, but also you only understand one thing, which is power. So if I'm going to sit here and give you the road, even if I understand you and I'm going to indulge in, in, in my understanding um, with you, then you're going to go ahead and take full advantage of that because you're like, wow, there's finally somebody who's going to give me their ribs to kick. And he decided to, uh, uh, he pushed me like one notch further than what I was willing to put up with. And I got up and I, <laughs> I, I threw my books down. And I stood up, and he immediately stood up, and we were like nose to nose. And he was just like, he's like, what the fuck are you going to do? And I'm like, just make your move. And I was looking dead in his eyes. And then he kind of like, he sat there, and he like nervously laughed, and he was like looking around. I'm like, don't look at everybody else. I'm right here. You know? And then finally he was just like, yeah, fuck you, whatever. And he just kept talking shit. And I was just like, that's all you're going to do is talk. I'm like, I'm right here. You can you know, kick my ass. I'm right here. I'm not moving. And he, he sat down in his fucking seat and he wouldn't get up. And then it was funny because then like that whole power dynamic changed on the bus. Cause then all these other like 16 and 17 year olds that were around that like indulged him and like agged him on and like laughed and all that kind of stuff. They all started tuning him out. They were like, yeah, you're full of shit. And then every time that he would start opening up his trap to yell at some of the other little kids, they'd be like, dude, just shut the fuck up. We're, we're sick of hearing it too. Just shut the fuck up. And then finally, he was not riding the bus anymore. He probably like started getting a ride or whatever. But he couldn't, he you know he couldn't like live amongst the pack anymore because the that one little thing that he had that made him feel like he had some kind of esteem was gone. And I was like, and I felt bad for him, you know, because of the fact that he probably would like go back home to more ass kickings until one day he would have to stand up to his dad or you know get some type of like situation figured out otherwise what was going to happen was he was only going to continue to act out and then you know god forbid that he would carry that over to being married and having kids of his own one day and having to perpetuate that same pain onto a younger generation making them feel like pieces of shit because his old man did it and his old man's old man did that and you just keep that cycle going and i'm like so when i see a lot of these people getting on social media and doing this too i'm like yo I'm like, I, I really want to get into like their personal psychology and say like, hey, you're, you're going out of your way to fucking talk about some some dance nerd type of stuff, you know, like, you know, I think that this is better than that. And I'm like, but what's the real issue here? You know, because we all agree that we love this dance, but for some reason you want to crank it into this direction for whatever reason. And I don't think that's really the, the root of this. I think that there's something more to it. So it's like you want to pull that person off to the side and be like, yo, what's on your mind, really? Mm-hmm. There's nobody else around. You don't have to show off. You don't have to act like you're, you know, this badass warrior philosopher and this and that and the other. I just want to know you personally. What, what the fuck's on your mind? Because you seem to have this hard on for me, and you're coming after me every time I make a comment like, oh, yeah, that was cool. Really? Was that really fucking cool? You know, and it was like, you're jumping on my heels. Why are you doing that? Same thing with ciphers, too. You know, like you see that when people uh, cipher stalk you and like you go in, you do a round and someone's right on your tail. And then they're like looking at you the whole time, like looking in your eyes when they're dancing. And you go, okay, finally, I'm going to I'm gonna wait until like you go over to the bar. And I'm going to walk up to you and be like, hey, whatever they're, they're having, I'll, I'll have too. And then I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to be like, yo, is, you know, is there something going on? What's up? person's like you know doesn't want to talk or respond or whatever and i'm like okay well then you're a fucking coward but if you really do have a beef with me 
then talk to me like a human being, treat me like a human being, and I'll do as uh, uh, equally as such. But you know that takes that takes time. It takes experience, and that's another thing that social media has a tendency to do is it puts us, it puts the middle schoolers and the high schoolers on the same bus, right? <laughs> you know, you're like, fuck, dude. You're like, there's somebody on here. I don't know if they're just if they're doing this because they're, they they want to be an asshole. Or if they're just trolling, they could just be like, I just want to do this just to fuck with shit and just be funny and be stupid. And I can do it without having to worry about physical consequences. Cause you know, I can have a fake profile and jump in on everybody's thing and comment and do all kinds of funny memes and gifts about it or whatever. And it's like, and if you do it in the spirit of play and you know that person and you have that rapport, that's, that's one thing. But when people do it, that you don't fucking know. And all of a sudden you're like, why is this guy from Milwaukee jumping in on this shit? You know? And they're so like, intense about it and stuff it's like you want to turn around and like you know deal with that at the uh at the you know get that from the cup's mouth and say like yo what why do you find why do you find it prudent to like jump in on some minnesota house shit are are we coming into the milwaukee house scene and like talking to you about x y and z are you doing this for attention are you doing this because you want to feel relevant are you scared what's your what's your problem seriously you know I, i think that um Case in point, if you have an issue with somebody, do your due diligence before you go off on go off and go crazy yeah. on on these powerful destructive tools. Right. Which is social media. Yeah. And the best way to do due diligence is to talk to the person directly. Absolutely. You know, fuck fuck all their friends and what right. what they can tell you and fuck all that shit. Mhm. Talk to the person directly. Right. And then, you know. Right. If you feel the need to fucking go off and blast blast away, then by all means go. But just know that uh, there's some shit that's going to be following you with that. Yeah, absolutely. And chances are, I would say maybe 90% of the time, you just waste 90% of the whole situation, you just wasted your fucking time. Right. And, you know, you think about it like this, too. I think sometimes people want to stay mad. So they don't want to go and talk to that person because they're afraid that whatever that person's going to say is going to talk them out of the narrative that they've created for them, right? They're going like, oh, I view you as this. So I don't need to know what you have to say. I don't want to hear what you have to say. And I'm like, that's exactly how, um, you know, like like all these like people that propagate hate operate, right? You're doing the exact same thing as these people that are supposed to be the enemy, and what you're doing is like you don't go to understand them and then you realize oh you're just lost you're actually you're you're clinging on to this stuff because you're damaged you're walking through life on a broken leg that's why you're you know acting out the way that you're doing well here let's let's sit down let's have a chat about it you know maybe what that does is that changes that person's mind and then slowly but surely the ice starts to melt and that person at one point had an opinion and that opinion can change. That's the beauty about being a human being is that we can think something and then someone can have a dialogue with you and then you go, oh yeah, well I used to think that, you know, bacon was horrible, but then somebody put me on to bacon on this. And well, I, you why, know. Why, do you, why do you think like 90% of conflicts happen? Because of misunderstanding. And nobody talks. So that other 10% is really on some fucked up shit, but right. the 90% is all misunderstanding. Right. Like... I mean, the the worst thing you can do, and this is how you see people like in this day and age that do horrendous shit to other human beings. The first sign of it is isolation, right? It's like you you immediately shut down your borders and you prevent any type of like travel or communication going in and out, right? And we see that all the time. Like there's that kid in school who just doesn't talk to anybody, and you're like, yo, what's what's up with this kid? You know. And you try to like reach out to them and they're just like, mm. you know, they don't respond to you and you have to wear them down. You have to be like, dude, no, seriously, what's what's up? And then finally the kid goes and the, the, the dams just break and they go, you know, every time I go in the locker room, that one kid, he's always fucking with me. And then it doesn't just end there. I, I go home and I can't even fucking play Warcraft without that kid jumping on and doing this and this and this. I try to play a whole new video game. He's there. He's just constantly. And I just I feel like I can't escape this. And it's just like, okay, so you needed to be heard. Now, um, because we're having this conversation, 
what what's your strategy? Well, no one's ever asked me that before. And it's like, well, I'm asking you now. What, what's your strategy? What do you what do you want to do? Do you you know? Well, I want to fucking kill him. And it's just like, okay, well, you can't go that far. It's like, but did you ever think about confronting this person? Yeah, but I don't know how because he's bigger, stronger, meaner, funnier, wittier. He's got all these tools that I don't feel like I have, and I can't fight back against that. It's like, all right, well, maybe you just need some buddies to have your back, and maybe we need to work on that. Maybe we need to work on that banter. Maybe we need to help sharpen up your, your wit a little bit. And eventually you get to a point where now that person has skills and abilities to where they can stand with confidence. And now the next time that guy starts talking shit, you're all of a sudden like going like, well, you know, Ozzy and the boys were busting my balls like three days ago. So this is nothing compared to like what these guys were fucking saying to me. So then you start firing back stuff because it's now you're no longer, um, it's no longer stunning to be attacked. You're kind of like used to the play. So now you know how to play the game and you know you're not made of glass. And then you're able to throw something back at them. And especially if you teach that person how to like really observe their opponent and you go yeah and that's why you know your fucking jordans are this you know where nobody else would have looked down at his feet but you zero right in on that and you know and you make fun of it like his swap meet jordans or whatever and now that guy goes oh shit you know tiger's got teeth and it's because somebody finally took the time to like reach out and connect with that person and don't um don't uh don't negate or dismiss what they're feeling but really help them to like work out because you know our feelings are a lot like a straight uh they're kind of like a straight jacket our emotions can be right where we're stuck with our arms pinned to our bodies and we're, we're angry and we're frustrated and we're hot and uncomfortable and we feel tied down and we don't know what to do and then all it takes is a master escape artist to say listen relax breathe move your elbow here do this, do that, don't worry. Eventually, it's like, and you're out. And you're like, was that so bad? And you were like, that was like magic. How did you how did you get me out of that? I'm like, I didn't get you out of it. You got you out of it. But you just needed to have a different perspective. And we only get those perspectives by dialogue and communication. And the communication can't be... I, I'm not going to, like, for instance, if let's say we're in the middle of the cipher at, at uh, House Proud, and someone decides to start saying or doing some like really overt shit i'm not going to have a conversation with them in the middle of the fucking cypher you know it's it's either going to be like a it has to be kind of like dog psychology where like you have to almost like say like no and make it like real blunt and then get them out of the cypher or i'm going to go ahead and i'm going to pull them off to the side to some place where there's no audience i can hear them they can hear me and we're going to have a conversation i'm going to say why the fuck did you feel that it was necessary to like charge into that cypher with two drinks in your hand you know, your shit face, you can barely stand, you're spilling stuff all over, you try to grab my homegirl's ass, but why do you think all that stuff's appropriate? And the person is like, because they don't have an audience, they don't feel like their ego has to be um, saved now, because I'm not doing it in front of everybody, so they're not going to double down on their shit, and they go, oh, um, I'm sorry, man, I was out of pocket, and you're like, yeah, you're damn right, you're out of pocket, oh, bro, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, it's like, well, you know, don't just apologize to me, I mean, everybody else there felt fucked up about that, too. And the person goes, oh, well, okay. And then sometimes they just leave. You know, they, they feel so ashamed that they just leave. And then maybe you see them the next time. They're a little bit sheepish. But you can tell that they kind of, like, went home and, like, licked their wounds. And you say, hey, come over here, sport. You know, you want to get down with us? And they're like, really? And you're like, yeah. Because that, that's the other thing, too, is that my dance community, I'm speaking the the Minnesota dance community, I love each and every person that participates in our scene unconditionally. I respect everybody unconditionally. I also think that we have the ability to be greater than the sum of our parts, greater than our trauma, greater than our past defeats, greater than our failures. We all have the ability to rise and go beyond that. But the way that we have to do that is we have to act majestically. We have to you know, really like believe and push that forward. And that's the way that it perpetuates. That's how the cipher goes, right? Is that if nobody wants to dance and I really want to dance, I'm not going to just stand there and go, well, I'm not going to go out because nobody else is going out. Fuck that. I'm going to go dance. Mm -hmm. So you have to go out there and you have to set the bar if nobody else will. And when you set that bar, other people are going to go, yeah, I think I need to participate too. 
and eventually it becomes this exchange and then finally it's like now we're like ruling the dance floor and if you're the only one dancing at the end of the night then so be it yeah fuck it then you know it's like nothing ventured nothing gained because then everybody else is missing out you got to go out there and get loose and everyone else got to sit against the wall and just you know they're going to be the person looking back on their life going like woulda coulda shoulda rather than like looking back and like being like yo i i really went after it yeah i tried yeah you know and and that's you know i don't ever want to have any dancers um in our communities cannibalizing each other support each other love each other protect each other play 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 play. you know talk like play and play is like battle yeah you know like it's a game yeah so play you know battle each other sure get that i mean if you feel aggression if you have feelings Get them out through dance. Get them out through dance. Talk to talk about it afterwards, right? And like really hash it out, right? I mean, our time is limited on this world, yeah. So why the fuck do you want to take that shit to the grave with you? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and you, who knows when your grave will be dug up? Yeah, it could be dug up tomorrow, right? So, I mean, and and look at like look at our look at the the people that came before us. There's people that are like in their fifties and their sixties that still hate somebody for something that happened when they were 12. That's crazy. And you're yeah. going like, yo, you guys live in the same borough and you never like buried that beef. Yeah. You know? And it's like, and you're going like, you're grown adults. You've got grandkids. Right. And you're still going on about, you know, the time that so-and-so did this to me back in 1978 because of blah, 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 as opposed to being like, you know what? That should have been squashed in 1978, six months later. Yeah, look, you know? look, it's like, and squashing things doesn't mean that you have to be friends with a person. Right. Just forgive them. Yeah. For, no, or forgive the situation. Right, right. You know, like, I'm not friends with a good amount of people mm-hmm. now, today, mm-hmm. but for various reasons. But I forgave them, and I forgave right. the situation, whether they know it or not. Right. I forgave the situation. Otherwise, you're going to go out of your way to you know yeah, constantly you know, attack them and you're go, like yo i'm better than that it. yeah it's like yo they they burned a bridge with me it is what that, it is. that means that i don't have to go back to that bridge and yeah. try to cross it i'm gonna hit another part of the river it means it's one less person that i have to genuinely worry about right you know, or that i have to think about yeah and so whatever there's uh there's this thing that um that the president of my brokerage that he says is you know, when I hand out a business card, when somebody declines my business card, I say thank you. Uh, you are one less person I have to pay a thousand dollars to. Yeah. Because each person that receives my business card makes a thousand dollars. And you know that might not make sense to a lot of people, but when mm-hmm. you think about it, like it's basically that thousand dollars. You know, whether you translate that into you know relationship. You know, if the best way is to translate into a relationship where it's like you're one less person I have to work at build a relationship right. with. Yep. I can focus on the ones that I already have a relationship with. Right. You know, so that's uh that's the best way to look at it. Yeah, and you know, this is this is a a point that um it it all goes back to perspective. You know, we're all dealing with the same problem, but we have the ability to like go around the problem and look at it from different angles for some people, you know, they're afraid of the bully because of the physical imposing, you know, like, you know, like, Oh, this person's going to kick my ass. And you got a person who's used to getting their ass kicked. So they go, I don't fucking care about that. This is like, you know what? He can kick my ass, but he's not going to take my life, Mm -hmm. you know, or you know what? My dad hits harder than that person. So I'm really not afraid of this person. And, so it all goes back to how we are going to perceive a situation. And then also like looking at um, how do you want to go through life? Do you want to play it via chess or do you want to play it via checkers where everything is always, you know, a reactionary move versus a strategic goal to an end game? You know, your strategic goal is like, for instance, with our dance community, my personal strategic goal is I want to be able to be an ambassador for my scene, go to other places, show people what Minnesota's about, and have them want to come out here and, and kick it with us and exchange with us, you know? And if I go ahead and I talk up Minnesota, a great big game, and then somebody comes over from, you know, New York or Florida or, you know, Portugal or wherever, and they see the Minnesota scene and they see all this, like, 
you know, feudalism and like infighting, they're going to be like, yeah, this is kind of bullshit, you know? And, and then that makes me feel bad because then I'm like, yo, I, I, I hold this uh, scene in, in such high esteem and to watch it just, you know, be divided in this way is just not, you know, it's, it's not cool. It's, you know, it's like, it's like bragging about your hood and then all of a sudden everybody comes out there and, you know, it's just a fucking war zone and you go, yeah, but it's, it's really fun when you're, you know, not, you know, having bullets uh, whiz by your head or anything. Um, but other people will be like, yo, I, I want to come out and visit and participate and see what's up. And that's that's the one thing that I think it, for the Minnesota dancers that do listen to this podcast, know that Minnesota has a really good impression um, from, you know, from like Ozzy and I and a few other dancers that have gone out. A lot of people are always like, yo, I can't wait to come out and kick it with y'all. Okay. And they're, so when they go out there or when they come here, they, they look at you too and they go, okay, this is, this is really dope. You know, there's a lot of talent out here, a lot of really like, you know, genuine good dancers and, and good people. But we also have to understand that that, that's a, um, it's heavy for any one of us to carry by ourselves, but altogether the weight becomes light as a feather. So I'm going to continue to do that. I'm going to continue to do that so that way also uh, people from other dance disciplines will respect the Minnesota scene as well. Not just house-related, but whether it's like locking or crump or breaking or anything else. And I feel like it's it's important for us to keep that in perspective and not attack our own. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're from the north side. It doesn't matter what color, gender, non-gender, anything else like that. We all love to dance. Mm-hmm. So I'm never going to attack or destroy or cut down my fellow dancers. I'm also not going to put up with my fellow dancers bullshit either. So if my fellow dancers decide that they want to have a temper tantrum about X, Y, and Z, then I'm just going to be like, okay, well, I don't have time to talk about this. Or if you want to talk about it personally, we can sit down and have a conversation. But like here and now we need to practice or here and now we're ciphering or here and now I'm trying to DJ. So, let's go ahead and focus on the task at hand and then we can take care of the details on the back burner. You know what I'm saying? I want to kind of end it on this, on this note. Uh, If you are going to do something, what, and this is not just for the dancing, this is just Mm -hmm. in general. So think hard about what you're about to do, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and um, this is whether I'm posting on social media or approaching someone, think really hard about it first. Right. Right. Think of, Everything that can happen, everything that's happened, happening before you do it and after you do it. Think mm-hmm. about what the changes are. Think about everything that's about to change after you commit what you're about to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and then ask yourself, is it really going to be worth it? Yeah. Like, am I going to lose sleep tonight uh-huh. because of it? Is it going to pay my fucking bills right. tomorrow? Like, is it is it really that big of a deal? Mm-hmm. And then once you figure that out. Go ahead. Go yeah. for it. You know? Go for it as in hopefully <laughs> hopefully you've figured it out enough to talk yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. Or you are for sure and you're confident and you're ready to back this shit like right. no other. And you're ready to take on, you know, like all the – you're ready to take on all the bullshit that's going to come with it. Yeah. Because I guarantee you there's going to be some bullshit that comes with whatever decision you're about to make. There's always going to be a consequence for good or bad. Yeah. So you just have to be like totally prepared. And I mean, you know, like one of the things that I I used to do when I was younger, um, even before social media was a dominant factor was if I felt something, I felt some kind of way about something, I would write it down and then I would burn it. And then I would stop and I would ask myself, do I still feel the same way as I did when I was writing it versus now that it's gone out of sight? And it was amazing because then there were like times where, you know, maybe I was like really pissed off at a person and I wanted to like just fucking give them the third rail and just tell them, you know, you're a piece of shit because you hurt me or you did this or you did that or da 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 whatever. And then afterwards I was like, oh, poof, my, my problems are all gone with smoke. And then there's other times where I might still think it's still on my mind, but this time I've like reassessed because I got all the the emotion out of the way. And now the actual point was, oh, I was just salty because you cut me off in traffic. 
And then I decided to make it personal and make it a vendetta or make it, you know, bigger than what it really was. But the fact of the matter was you just didn't look over your right shoulder and you almost, you know, hit me and that would have been bad. But guess what? We both drove away from this. Okay. So yeah, you can do that or you can do what I do. Yeah. So you can do what I do, which is I use a trigger word. My trigger word is fuck it. Fuck it. And then I just move forward. Mm -hmm. I move on. Fuck it. I don't need to do anything else. Fuck it. Whatever. It is what it is. It happened. Can't do anything about it. Fuck it. Yep. So the Italians, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Forget about it. So with that being said, I'm going to end it right there. Yes. Thank you all for tuning into another episode of Styles and Driss. And have yourselves a lovely day. Happy St. Patty's Day, y'all. Yes. Peace.